Hello, welcome to the programme. I'm Lucy Gray. The power struggle taking place in Sudan has now claimed the lives of at least 56 people, with almost 600 injured. Sorry, Among the dead, three UN workers who were caught in gunfire at a military base. The United Nations Secretary-General has condemned the fighting between the army and another military group, the Rapid Support Forces. There are fears the violence will delay the planned transition to civilian rule in Sudan. Latest reports say the situation is getting worse. There are now reports of fighting around the country with eyewitness accounts of Sudanese army airstrikes in the city of Omdurman. The target is an RSF base northeast of the capital Khartoum. Well, Mohammed Othman from the BBC's Arabic service is in Sudan and sent us the latest by phone. Yes, uh, the fighting is still uh, continuing between the two parties, Sudan Army and Rapid Support Forces in many parts of uh, uh, Khartoum, but the huge, uh, huge battle in uh, Army headquarters, Sudanese Army headquarters in central Khartoum, uh, where the British Basabalos and other strategic sites in this area uh, according to eyewitnesses, uh, the, the, the body is very, very happy, and they, they use you know, huge guns uh, be, between the two uh, fractions. Also, there is the report that uh, the uh, Sudan's army you know, also attacked some uh, military base uh, belonged to rebel uh, support forces in Durman and outside uh, Khartoum, including Kassanab or Sudan, in Sudan. Also in Darfur, there is, uh, the fighting was occurred okay today. Uh, uh, continue with my, like what happened last, uh, uh, last day. But uh, the two Nobatis claim that they you know control for the uh, main you know, uh, races, but uh, uh, so the, the, the fighting is still continuing so until now. Yes, it's quite hard to hear, hear you, actually, because the line isn't that great, but we'll persevere. And just explain, I think you were just saying it there, but the, be, each side have been making counterclaims about who controls uh, important buildings, like we were hearing yesterday about who was controlling the airport and, and government buildings. Can you say anything more on that? Yes, uh, the two parties are still uh, claiming that they are controlling of about the important building and important uh, uh, sites. But uh, as, as I mentioned, the, the, the fighting has to continue at this site, including uh, army headquarters. Uh, there is a, a military base for the Arabic Fatshapokos in Omdurman. Still, the fighting is continuing between the two parties. And what has it been like for you, Mohammed, there over the last two days in Khartoum, trying to go about your work? Yes, uh, the, according to the situation in the ground, the, 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 the fighting will continue because so far no one can you know, get to the final point. The, the fighting will still continue. In all the parts, the same situation to, 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 to yesterday today. So I think the, the fighting between the two parts will continue for these weeks or days. That's Mohamed Uthman, who is in Khartoum for us. And let's speak now to Beverly Oching, who is from the BBC's monitoring service and based in Nairobi. We were hearing there from Mohamed uh, about the, some of the fighting that's been going on. We've been seeing images of fighter jets flying overhead and getting reports from witnesses of, of bombings. What more can you tell us about the fighting that's going on right now? Well, some of the latest tallies that we're seeing from a 
prominent doctors union is that nearly 70 people have been killed in just two days of violence. There have been clashes largely near military installations, so in Khartoum, in the northern part in Meroe, where initially there had been heavy deployments through the week of both RSF and the Sudanese army. And they are both making very, very competing claims about areas that they have seized or areas that they are disputing each other having taken. So like this morning, the Sudanese army said that the general command was not taken by the RSF, contrary to some of the reports. But it has been frustrating getting a true picture on the ground because state TV has just been playing music, peace music, unity music and messages. And most of the media is only posting stuff on social media. And that's been the, the biggest point of news being able to come out through Sudan. Yes, and as you say, we do know uh, that so many people have been killed and hundreds injured. We've been hearing from doctors uh, on the ground calling for safe passage for ambulances um, and also calling for international aid for the hospitals in, in Khartoum and the areas which are being affected. Yes, there have been. There, there was an appeal for medical aid, but there were also calls for a ceasefire because the fighting would curtail any possibility of medical aid being able to reach victims or hospitals. We do know that the airport has been closed. There are no flights going in and out of Khartoum, so it will be difficult for there to be any delivery of external aid into Sudan. Of course, it's been in a state of conflict. The economy is is ailing. They do need international support. There have been calls from regional powers and the international community for there to be a ceasefire. But it seems that the escalated violence and even the rhetoric coming out from the two military leaders, that is Hemeti, who commands the RSF, as well as Burhan, who is the interim president, it doesn't look like it's about to go down. Yeah, we've had the, the UN calling today for a ceasefire as well, as you mentioned. We've also got this Arab League holding an urgent meeting. I just see one of the lines coming out of that is that Egypt's called on Sudanese parties to the conflict to ensure the safety of all Egyptian interests in Sudan. Have either of the two sides uh, today called for any mediation from, uh, at all? So as of last week, there had been some planned mediation between Hemeti and Burhan. But overnight, Burhan said that he's ruling out any talks with the RSF. And there was a change of tone because now we're seeing the army is increasingly referring to the rapid support forces as a militia. They are, putting, they are trying to malign them because this is a narrative. They're competing for the narrative both in the media as well as in the public. But it looks like with the army's stance, there's no possibility of talks at the moment, but perhaps with some international and regional pressure, there might be some window for mediation by the Arab League and other actors within the region. Is there any sense uh, that you know of, of what actually sparked this latest uh, upsurge in violence? Because we had been hearing that there'd been this, this framework agreed in terms of this transition to civilian rule, and then this happened. Well, yes, one of the biggest issues with Sudan's political reform process since the coup in April 2019 has been the unification of the armed forces. So that is essentially the integration of the RSF into the army. There have been concerns that having a powerful force outside the national army could lead to various centers of power, as we are seeing now. So this framework agreement, it accelerates that integration, which was opposed by Hemeti. He wanted a five to 10 year timeline, but then all the parties were calling for a shorter period of integration. So that has led to this sort of bloodbath that we're seeing. It has been a worry for Sudan over the years. The fact that the RSF is quite autonomous outside the army command, despite the fact that it is within the intelligence and the army services. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking us through all of that. I appreciate your time. That's uh, Beverly Ocheng, who's from the BBC's monitoring service and based in Nairobi. Thank you.